Oh, well, hello. Welcome to another episode of All Bracked Up. Welcome back. <laughs> what a, I love that. Just a cracked, like a 13-year-old prepubescent boy. I can't even talk. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even finish my cup of wine. I'm already slurring my words. That's great. I'm sober. Um, today, we have a very special guest. Today, we have with us Gabriella Brim One from only. Chicago. Hi. We knew her, like, forever. Um, we're very excited to have you, Gabriella. Thanks for having me. She was a little me. bit nervous before coming on the show, yes. but... I told her it's super chill. Like, we have such a fun time and everything. Sheldon is a little bit intimidating, but other than that. Yeah. Right? I know. (laughs) Seriously. It's not that simple. Like, I get, like, you know, maybe when people, like, stand next to such perfection, it's hard for them, even virtually, to, like, do that. So I commend you. Good for you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Doing a great job. Um, So we were just talking about, before we came online, Oh, I sound like an old man before you started videotaping. Before we end our um, dial-up. <laughs> dial-up, right? That, seriously, before I logged into my AOL account, which okay. I find embarrassingly, I do still have. Um, but we were talking about, like, we all grew up like, in Chicago and everything. And um, Gabrielle and I went to New York for, like, our college days. And I was in LIM College, and you were in Stern, right? Yes. Yes, I was. So she was in Stern. And, um, and then I was also, while I was in LIM at night, I was going to makeup designery because I was going in, into makeup, which a lot of people who know me, they know that like I did makeup for a very long time. Um, so, um, one time, like I needed to have like a model and I didn't know like who I was going to get and everything. So then I asked Gabrielle if she would come as a model to makeup school. And then she did. I don't remember and, this, um, by the way. Are you serious? I really do not remember this. I still have the pictures. <laughs> yep. Really? And she came as my model. No, yeah, I do not totally. This. <laughs> and she came as my model to school. And then you were like, okay, I'm leaving Stern. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like so inspired. You're right. Yeah, I did. Oh, to leave and go to, to the same school, makeup designer? No, I went to a school in downtown Chicago, makeup first. Makeup first school, makeup artistry. So I did leave Stern. Were you my inspiration? Oh my gosh, I I, I literally don't remember this. <laughs> I was dropout inspired by Sheldon T. Y'all, seriously, I I'm really a good influence. You are. Oh my god, more right. bad one depending <laughs> on race than this. Inspiring <laughs> whatever over here, right? Inspiring the dropout movement. Yes, but like in all honesty, like how many people when they graduate college? Like I have so many friends. Like they graduate like a psychology degree. Have nothing to do with psychology. I have a psychology degree. Graduated with like a oh. <laughs> right, okay, and you're you're one of them. I literally have a few. One of them became a photographer. Yes. Like okay, um, and like also private schools like really expensive. Yes. Like really yeah. expensive. Would, like well, also if you're a psychologist, unless you're going to get you're going to, you're going to get like a, like a doctorate. Yeah. I feel like it's not gonna you know a lot of people end up doing that. I know a lot of people that also majored in psychology and then didn't end up. Uh, but it's interesting it was, that yeah. that both of you guys went to makeup school and, do, and neither of you do makeup full time. We did for a yeah. long time, though. Very long. Right, right, for right. six years. It was right. Yeah, world I did win. for like ten. Ten. I remember oh Sheldon rolling around with his little nah, yeah, wheelie makeup bag, and he got sued because. But it worked. When I was in college, I literally had my <laughs> my school bag, and I was wheeling my wheelie bag all over. And like they always say, like New Yorkers are so bitchy and stuff like that. Like I was in college in the Upper East Side. Had a rush down to Soho, and like, so I'm like running with my wheelie bag, trying to get to the subway. These people are just like standing. You on poor the, thing. It's a really hard life. First world problems. Like people just standing on the sidewalk, taking pictures of like taxis, like tourists. Like, oh my god, y'all. Oh my god, those really <laughs> like whatever. But like for real though, I'm sorry, you middle American people that we love. 
Um, people are, I'm like, do you not have taxi cabs like where you come from? Did you need to stand in the center of the sidewalk to take that photo? Like, you can't move over. Like, we have places to be. Like, places to you be. Like every person in New York that you bump into. But that is why. It's because, like, bitches, like, it's nice that you're coming and visiting our small town, which <laughs> is overly populated, but, like, we have places to go. Like, when the subway arrives, you shove your ass into that thing. You don't saunter your way in and stand right in the front. Right. People need to get their asses in there, and right. if they don't, they will cut you. Wow. Literally. And metaphorically. <laughs> I feel like Although it's also, least. it's hard coming from... Chicago, where like I feel like it's not nearly as fast paced or intense. I loved it. So, I loved it. Like it we, was so fine. Chicago? No, or New, York? New York. I was like, in really? The city. It gave me so much anxiety, though. Really? When we were younger, like oh I feel like God, when we just moved there. Yeah, I know. Though. Me with anxiety, it's really hard to imagine. My name, my middle name is Xanax, Sheldon Xanax Brock, and um, <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon X Brock. Right? It's better than the T. My middle name is T. Everyone I worked like, what is it? My uh, coworker, Adi, like every other day, he comes up with like a new like name, what it is. It's Thomas. It's Timothy. It's like everything. It's, it's something new every day. I was like, yeah, none of those sound good. Sheldon already sounds like an old man. Sheldon something like with a T. Sheldon I'm going to like Theodore. Well, I, I met you as Sheldon. Or Shelly Teddy. I met you as Shalom. Shalom, my Hebrew name. Well, my, my, my legal name is Sheldon, but my Hebrew name is Shalom. My middle name is Moshe. So I'm Shalom Moshe Brock. You better work. Yep. Uh, and I always say the reason why my parents named me that is because, like, Shalom, like, I'm a, like, peaceful and shit like that. So I'm going to bring the world at peace, obviously. Duh. And then exactly. Moshe is after, like, Moshe Arbenu, like, Moses. And he was, like, the leader of the Jews. And, like, Regina George was the leader of the plastic. So I'm basically the Regina George of the Jews. Aww. It's, it's so like, sweet. it's, like, honestly, it's just math. Right. So if you figure out that equation, it's very obvious. <laughs> and, um, and yeah. So then we, we were at makeup school. And I did inspire you, I, which is why I understand why you were nervous coming onto this show. <laughs> <laughs> I literally do not um, remember. You're going to have to send me that. Well, how did you guys, did we're you, were you guys in Israel together at the same time as well? I, so we were in Israel yeah. together at the same time. Yeah. <gasps> there, remember? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right? I know. Seriously. Am I just, like, triggering all these, like, yes. like you know, memories that you put in your subconscious is, like, PTSD and stuff? I have the worst memory. <laughs> I literally, I have the worst memory. But, yeah, I do remember. I did come up to Barilan. We did go out together. We went a party. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Those were the days. Yeah. And, you know, that was, like, literally going to be 13 years ago. <laughs> like I could have had a kid thought. who's almost bar mitzvahed if I had this uh, kid like the same age as like my siblings when they got married. <laughs> That's freaking. Um, but how imagine? did you guys meet in Chicago initially? Um, well, we always knew like of each other, yeah. and like you know, uh, our, our her mother and Aunt Nina, Auntie Nina, yes. were always like friends. So right. we always knew that because of that. And your uncle's my dentist. Yeah. And right. yeah, and he's mine too. I don't trust and anyone I, else. Dr. David Siegel. Yeah, literally, Dr. David Siegel, do not trust anybody else. He has my I'm, file like, I'm from petrified. 1997. <laughs> he probably has my file from like before that. I've never been to another my dentist. Go to only him now. To him. I won't go to anyone else. I love that. <laughs> I, I really, I don't trust anyone else. I'm petrified in this country. Like to go to a dentist, no offense, he's really dentist. But I've heard so many horror stories and like, I'm just too I'm freaked out. And like, yeah. 
it, yeah, it freaks Opening me out. your mouth to allow an Israeli person to shove a bunch of sharp tools in there does not sound very exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely does not. <laughs> it was a little bit more rough. He was very, Dr. Siegel's always was always very careful to like avoid as much pain as possible. Like with the shots, you go super slow just to like ease it in and massage Massage you on your gums. It would freak me out. It was out. great. It was great. Never... Like, I don't believe if I go to another dentist, they're like, oh, you have a cavity. I'm like, right. I just want my money. <laughs> totally, right? It's like an auto repair shop. <laughs> oh, you need oil change. Oh, you got you to gotta change your tires. Tire right, they just make things up. <sighs> totally, right? Yeah, so. And okay. they'll give you a good price. Oh, well, I mean, it's usually this amount, but for you. <laughs> for you, for that. It's funny because that was, uh, I, recently <laughs> saw, I recently saw an episode of Undercover Boss. It was like a chain of. Ooh, uh, I love those. Like, auto repair shops and the guy went in as like a mechanic and the guy was telling him like sometimes you gotta cut corners and do things to try to and he's like no we don't do that bro i love those episodes and the people make asses of themselves and like little, they like say right but first of all i mean they're coming with a film crew like what do you really think is being filmed the show's been out for so long but also like you're being filmed whether or not it's your undercover boss why would you see those things because <laughs> they don't they probably think it's some small time like I saw this woman yesterday Even who was so. really she wasn't following like any of the things she was supposed to like where she was working. Um, she didn't really care for the job. And when he called her out for it at the end, she just like broke down. She's like, Oh my gosh, I can't and she walked away. Oh, I saw me. that one. Uh, yeah, right. And what? And you literally Literally oh my god, I I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that show with the restaurants with, with, with that guy who comes to the restaurants? And I was like, Kitchen all of them, Nightmares. Yeah, Gordon yeah, like, Ramsay. Hello. Like, all of them are literally like slight dollars. Yeah, right? right? Oh my God. I know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I feel so bad. Oh my gosh. Literally. Oh my God. I know. Sorry, Sheldon Kane. Oh, Dollar yeah, Sheldon. Do not um, put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. No, but like slice of death, everyone always said it like that. But like it's true. Like, but the thing with life. kitchen nightmares, yeah. But like the, with kitchen nightmares, like they're all like, my food is like the best. Like that I don't know what the so problem funny. is. Like people have a problem for not coming in. Like right. I don't know what their problem like, is. My place is amazing. And every time he gives them any sort of constructive criticism, even though he's like ninety nine point nine percent of the time he's a complete ass about it. They're immediately defensive. That's just for the I show. I love though. that he's show. Like that. It's so entertaining. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, th- I mean, just obviously a lot of it is for the show, but he just comes off like an ass. What? I mean, it's also interesting because, like, you're bringing in one of the top chefs in the world, Michelin starred chef, to come taste your random town multiple dollar breakfast meal and tell you that it tastes terrible. Well, yeah, to Gordon Ramsay standards, I'm sure it tastes terrible. Right. And it's it like, could be jokes really on you, bitch. That was a big muffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's also a <laughs> right, just throwing some random food. But it, it does always seem funny. Also, a maj- I think maybe one restaurant avoided closing down after Kitchen Nightmares. Every other restaurant didn't last. Oh, really? My favorite was the Amy's Bakery Company. Did you guys see that one? No. With the, with the psycho bitch woman and her husband who were complete psychopaths that on the first episode that they were on, Gordon Ramsay literally shut down the whole thing really? and would not continue. Oh, I have yeah, to watch they were that one. Awful, horrendous. The way they talk to their staff is disgusting and they don't even give them any of the tips. Oh my. And they like yell at them and berate them and they're, oh my God, horrible. Why you must you watch that. Why would you still work in a place like that? I guess some people need, need to. Well, it's a small but town. If there's no other alternatives. Yeah. Especially and, like now with the recession and everything, you know, it's so hard to find a job now. People are really just taking what they can because they need it to function. Like, thank God, like I live here in America. It's like, oh my God, people are losing their jobs. And that means they're losing their health insurance. And like, if they have children, like it's frightening. Yeah. So crazy. 
And like, it's interesting because I, I saw a video it. recently from someone who I used to watch on YouTube, which I really didn't Somebody like. Somebody that I used to know? Like, a lot Something of the comments, all, almost all the comments on the video were like, you know, I've been a fan for a while. I love your stuff, but like this one is not it. And it was basically trying to explain why the why the recent like bank crashes that happened won't really affect anyone except for the wealthy when everyone who was affected by the financial crisis of 2008 was, was not just the wealthy and people. No, right. A hundred percent. No, I'm saying the thing is, is from the, these specific closures, it's very possible that not because like, like, you know, like what I discussed before and also like Sil- Silicon Valley Bank was just bought out, but like, it's not that the money wasn't there and they lied about it. Kind of like, right. they didn't have stuff like that. it was just all tied up in bonds and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, but with, with, this is the domino effect and like, it's affecting every single business because even like businesses, they have nothing to do with finance and like all that. It's like, right. But when consumers are now making less of an income, they're not spending as much. So no matter what industry you're in, no matter what, like it's affecting everyone. It happens to be the, the company I work for, <laughs> I'm not giving them a whole shout out to like, I'm not one of the sales reps. But we save people money on their cloud costs. You better work. <laughs> so, like, we happen to be doing great right now because so many companies, the cloud is huge. Almost every company's right. in it now. And they it's a Shrek ton of money. Shrek ton. And I know, right? And I, I love, love when he randomly decides. I love when he right. randomly decides to, to center. I like, don't want to lose monetization because we're sponsored by HelloFresh. Oh, yeah. Code all backed up. I feel like, no, we're right. not. Yeah, I, feel like keep, I feel like if you keep saying that, though, we're probably going to get smacked with a lawsuit before we get it. Oh, my God, I'm done. Every fucking episode, I'm like, yeah, low fresh, please. I love, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And But if I almost just blew my mind. But if not, Raycon, I mean, these are these are expensive buds. So if you want to give us a, a thing, too, we will take that. I'm really chasing chasing that uh, that bag. Chasing that coin, you better work. Chasing that um, coin. Making paper I'm telling like you, talking about better. the recession, this is what you got to do, you know? HelloFresh, Raycon, whatever we can get. Uh, I'll take anything. Dollar Tree, no matter what. <laughs> Uh, not Walmart though. No, I draw the line. Or Kmart. Mm-mm. I don't. Walmart's um, phenomenal. I don't think you I've ever have seen not them been to a Walmart in a very Hi, long time. that is the most New Jersey thing you have ever said. <laughs> you haven't lived in this country in like six years. First of all, almost seven. Second of all, Target's way better than Walmart. Um, yes and no. Tar- Target's better for in-store shopping. Walmart is infinitely better. So for it happens delivery. to be. We get so delivery like, same day to our house of all our groceries. It's free. You pay like thirty bucks. Some any orders over thirty dollars are free delivery same day. Really? Use it all the time. Walmart oh, well, that's different. That's different than going to Walmart though. But the, it happens okay. to me though. Like Walmart in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, it was really, really nice. Super nice. The WalMarts by us in Chicago were disgusting. Yeah, no, they are. Disgusting. The actual no, the in-store experience. Feels like you're walking into someone's old shed in their backyard where they keep their old clo- old clothing and like machine. Like I feel like I feel like that's where COVID might have started in a Walmart. I don't know if it was in Wuhan, so and we should really look into that. Real six of the of the of right the, of the hack and sack Walmart. <laughs> exactly, it was that one bag of cheese curls. Let it all loose. Right. Now we're gonna get flagged for. Oh my god, totally. Uh, just saying the word COVID. <laughs> Talking about Walmart. I'm being sued now by HelloFresh Walmart. I was already in a lawsuit recently. I don't need any more lawsuits. I'm lawsuit free at the what moment. So like, it is. Sorry. What? What else is happening? Oh no, the other lawsuit I was in when someone tried to sue me over a picture. But no, that one. I can't go into details. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I, I don't know if I really can, but I shouldn't just in case. But yeah. True. 
ridiculous. But it was a ridiculous thing. Yes, I remember. Yeah, Sheldon was involved in a double homicide investigation. It was a triple um, homicide. Waiting. Thank you very much. We're still awaiting the out the outcome of said investigation, but things are yeah. A little no, I'm, right I'm pleading offensive because I was really offended and triggered by what these people said You're to me. Pleading offensive. Yeah, I was triggered, so therefore I take the woke plea and I will be released. So, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. American culture these days, 100. percent 100. percent me and Gabriella so love true crime. It's funny because you used to living in Chicago. <laughs> we were just there. Because in my mind, I had this in my mind. I'm going back. When I was just in Chicago last week, two weeks ago, uh, the gas prices there are insane. Are insane. And then Dad t- told me that Chicago has always been some of the highest gas prices in the country. First of all, that's true. Second of all, dude, that. gas prices here are more than double the price. And you're surrounded by the countries that make the gas and don't like you. Yeah, so we literally have to buy like through third party sellers, plus our taxes are, are crazy. Serious? So it's like, like eight dollars a gallon. gallon? Eight dollars. I mean, now it's like eight dollars or something. Oh my now. god! But when, it was at a, when it was more than that, yeah, when gas was really high. Wow. But other crazy. expenses are a lot less. I feel like. Uh, like what? Food. Um. No. It's not. Like, literally, no. So is the cost is. of living more in Israel than in America? Um. I mean, it depends. Like, we have to pay insurance. Like, people, you know, people who are religious right. who pay for private schools, we don't have to do that. I mean, you could. But, but even private much, schools much are not are not particularly expensive, a few thousand dollars a year. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. So, but, like, here, like, sales tax is 17.5%. Everyone's, like, on your regular taxes, you're paying close to 40% taxes, and that's if you make, like, shit. So, like, no right. matter what. Like, in America, people complain about taxes and taxing the wealthy higher. Like, here, we're all just, like, it's like, oh, you oh. wanted to keep some of the money that you made and worked for all year? <laughs> Everyone in the, same, yeah, no, everyone in the same bracket? Are there different brackets? Um, no. Really? It's just like you get it all. Unless you make like nothing, right. and then you won't owe as much in taxes. Like, you know, there's certain things that like if you don't make, I mean, if you make over certain thresholds, they'll take more, but like you're at a minimum, you're paying close to 40%. Wow. And then by the, and then you have to pay your pension and you're this and you're that. And by the time you almost have 50% of your money. Wow. Right. The average income is also way lower. Here, here I think it's like 40,000 or something. It's higher. It's like 65. In America? No way. I think it averages like 50. Really? I thought it was like 60. I just added the five because I wanted to sound fancy. <laughs> um, the median U.S. income in 2021 was $69,717. Wow. See, thank you. I just won the prices right. Ding, 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 bitches. Goodbye. The highest paying jobs were chief executives <laughs> and nurse anesthetists. Anesthetists. Uh, anesthetists. Okay, but nurse anesthetist or something like that is what my friend Jack, shout out Jack, you better work, Yakov, and um, he is <laughs> going to be a nurse anesthetist or whatever the hell. It's a nurse and an- No, no, it's together though. It's a nurse anesthetist or something like that. No, it's like a that. nurse anesthetist. No, I'm telling you. Hold on. I'm looking it up. I, nurse- I'm telling you that you're wrong. Anesthetist. It's nurse hey. anesthetist. Anesthetist? Really? You're just pronouncing it hilarious. <laughs> this is a paradigm so example nice. of your mispronunciation. <laughs> you don't even want to know how I'm Googling this shit. I didn't think Google Net- zero results. <laughs> <laughs> you get zero results as Google telling you your brain. Is it literally I'm nurse anesthetist? What? I thought no. it was one word. A- oh my God. A N E S and then T H, anesthetist. Anesthetist. <laughs> we gotta give up. We gotta give up. Keeping this in. 
I can't, you guys. I'm sorry. This is why I did makeup for many years. Oh, and so, Hello. Gabrielle, so yeah. you don't do makeup anymore. I know. You do totally do makeup or you just don't do it full time. Well, she did her makeup today and I, I look did. like shiznit because we're talking about how we both did makeup <laughs> and people are going to be staring at us who are watching like, wait, are you, Sheldon, are you sure you went to makeup school? First like, of all, that's what you when look you like, said maybe you that stopped. you were going to do this podcast at 1230, I was like, oh, 1230 a.m., of course. That's perfect. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I like, said, no. Probably doable. Yeah. 1230 a.m., I'm like in bed. I know, I didn't, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, because then it would be the morning for me and I can't drink this wine in the morning. Yeah. I would have to have like, you know, an uh, apple spritzer. Yeah, yeah that's why. Or like a martini. <laughs> my wine. That's water. I don't know. I know, you're like, it's too early, because, like, really? you know, it was, like, in the afternoon of your time, and I'm like, I still don't understand what the issue is. Yeah. But yeah, we both did makeup. Yes. That's how we, we both really liked that. That's how we really bonded over, like, how we became close Totally, friends. that's how we became close and stuff, totally. Apparently, I was a model for you at and, Bud, um, and I do not remember. I, I literally still have pictures. I have everything. You have to show me them, because I really do not remember them. I remember going to your yeah. school, but I thought I was just, like, there to visit you. I do not remember modeling. No, you came to be my model. Yeah, I did, like, a black smoky eye you on did? you. did? don't remember this at all yeah it's because we're old i know and that's why i'm um doing a facelift so if anyone wants to donate to my gofundme thank you hello fresh for <laughs> oh my God. um i know um so yeah so like we really got into it and stuff and like at that i feel like for me like at that point like i always loved makeup growing up but like obviously growing up religious like i was not like you know, do makeup. Maybe you used to pretend. Yeah, right? you used to pretend that like someone did it. Like she just like did it for me. I just. Like... Uh, yeah, shout out Shani Abramowitz, Rabbi Shani Abramowitz, because when I was in kindergarten, I would literally. My mom, when I came out, my mom's like, "Well, I knew it was Jackson's kindergarten." Every day, I'm like, I would come home with a full face of makeup. Mom's like, "What happened?" And I'd be like, "Shani Abramowitz like forced me during recess to put makeup all over me." And the truth is, is I would literally beg Shani Abramowitz <laughs> to borrow this makeup kit that she has, <laughs> kitty makeup kit, because I just wanted to use it so badly. And she's I would come so, home with like a full face of makeup every day. She's putting mascara on me. Seriously. Did you really came home with makeup as a kid every single day in kindergarten? This, every day. This is how you're also, Hannah Shout out Hannah Fenn. Um, she was in school with us back in the day, and she had these like fingernail things that you like put over oh. your actual finger and they were kind of like witch nails i know exactly what I you're beg her about. for those i loved those as well so yeah <laughs> i don't know how people i don't know like when i came out as gay like I, i'm shocked i don't know why people weren't shocked it's pretty crazy we were not shocked, shocked. Was, like, were you, right i know <laughs> it's like when i when i talk to my friends who like met me after i came out they're like like what kind of closet were you in like a glass closet like <laughs> right. like what is the it deal with that that's a good description a glass closet right you see even back then i was always chic so all about that. Do you have like a Burberry like hat and belt set? Yes, <laughs> Burberry hat. I was head to toe in Burberry. As I thought I was so cool. And you thought so cool. You, you tried but to I, be straight. Is that is that what we're getting at? Right. Yeah, that was me yeah. trying, Gabriella. That's the frightening part. And I, I have a picture with my class and Barack Obama when he was our senator in Illinois, and I'm wearing my Burberry hat next to him and my Burberry. Remember that picture and did you on have your a desk? Pose? Of course, course. did. Always had a pose. <laughs> With my larger than life nose that was larger than this, and um, I was such an abach. The yeah. same thing in our eighth grade uh, Washington trip. You're also striking a pose in that. <gasps> Were you? I'm always striking poses. That's so yeah. Funny. Remember, and then I, when I had my music career, you better work. And um, I had a whole photo shoot, and those things just came up in my memories. And SD Siegel's actually the one who took the photos of me. She was like, getting <laughs> should get that. We should get that soundtrack as our intro. If anyone wants to oh, look that up, Sheldon Brock, get me I've out of here. I've scrubbed the internet for that, I shiznit. I remember those 
like, video. oh my God. That was amazing. Oh my yeah. God. And you were like, oh my gosh. I remember you had like a little suit on, right? In the, in the cover photo. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. little that pink tie leading up against yes. the tree. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> like I'm laughing, like <laughs> I love this the outdoors. So funny, oh, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Ew, these bugs get me out of here. That was what inspired the song. <laughs> <laughs> I right. remember those videos. They're not on the internet anymore. Yeah, you can't find them. Uh, I try to remove like everything. I still have the video that I shot with like Rena Friend, Rena Hertzfeld. Oh my god! Um, all these other like people like. And we did this whole video. It was shown at the Academy. I was not, I, I was like just coming out of the closet. And I had just got my first piercing. Thought it was Ooh. so cool. And, um, and yeah, obviously I put makeup on in that music video as well. Obviously. Wait, let me and, just interject real quick. I just want to say went right after Shalom got his first, Sheldon, I call him Shalom, got his Shalom. first piercing. Uh, we were in Florida and um, Blue. we were at the Fountain Blue and we were going up the, the elevator. I remember this clear as day. And I'm walking into the elevator with 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 Sheldon, and I go, I remember which the, elevator it was. Yeah, and I said, "Isn't that the ear?" Cause I was a little kid; I just knew what he oh, told me. And I was like, ear. "Isn't that the ear that you put in if like you're gay?" I know you wear it in one ear. If you're yeah, and I was like, ear. "I don't know if that's still a thing like, anymore." No. But at the time, that's what I was told. And he's like, "No, this is the no. That's the, that's the other ear." And then, not three seconds later, a guy walks in with his wife. And he had yep. one ear and in the, the other, other ear. in the other ear. Oh, that's was so funny. Dying. That's so. Yes, I didn't tell you yet. Yeah, that's so funny. But that was like my way of coming out was getting my earring Ooh. on my right ear because that was like what I was always told back. Got like, little, that was like you know, badass over here, piercing. Right, <laughs> I know. I know. But then I went like piercings galore. I had like uh, uh I can't even think of the, I remember name, like, the barbell over here. Right, is that what it is? Industrial. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I had an eyebrow piercing for a hot second. <gasps> I had a nose ring before my nose job. Mm-hmm. A nose ring, really? Yeah. Oh my and God. he slowly yeah. removed them all. Really? Realizing that he looked crazy. The yeah, because I, I started picking up signals from radio waves. It was pretty intense. So <laughs> I was just like down the street all of a sudden, like, you know? Every time I heard Fox News going on in my head, I was like, I gotta go. He's gotta go. Um, but yeah. No, but that's the thing with piercings. Like, I'm saying, like, you know, everyone goes through awkward stages. I was just blessed enough to go through about 18, currently in my 19th. So like, you know, I did the, I had my singing career, shout out Michelle Thomas for all those vocal lessons. Um, then I had like all my Burberry phase, my this phase, my that phase, my Ed Hardy phase. Oh, I remember guys. the Ed Hardy phase. Was How did you not show. shoot me dead? Why did you not lock me indoors? We didn't even go to the same school. <laughs> it was very cool. Shoot me. I don't care. I used to wear Ed Hardy <laughs> ties on Chavez. You got me some t-shirts with like gemstones on them. I thought I was the coolest guy. I looked like an totally. avocado covered in dirty in stones. Avocado. Right? But that, that was the early 2000s, I guess. Like that's what it was like. Ooh, we're like so right. edgy. There's a whole cool. documentary and, on Ed Hardy. Did you see it? It's, yeah. It was mm-hmm. so. There's also one on Von Dutch. Oh, it was actually that's very good. what it was. It was I remember that, that too. One was, that one was right. You see, because it was all those like very yeah. trashy but cool. Like we were like the nineties was very punk, so this was more like punk chic, like you know, very edgy like these days. So like that was um, an interesting documentary. Documentary. <laughs> that. that was interesting. It was so cool to have a Von Dutch hat. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember that. When you got yours. They were I remember so you got expensive. You they were. They were like fifty dollars, which is like the equivalent to like one hundred and twenty. And they just had like words <laughs> across. It was Von Dutch. Von That's Dutch. all it's at, literally. Von Dutch. And it was like, but everyone had them. Paris, Paris Hilton had Hilton. one. Like Britney, like everyone in Hollywood, their juicy couture, like track suits and their Von Dutch hats. Like, oh my God, guys, I have been in four weeks. That's going to be the worst fashion time for us was like the early 2000s, not late 90s. You know, it's funny, right? And a lot of people say the 80s were, but I was like, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't look then because I'm very young. 
But like, I'm saying like, I feel like it, people were so much more expressive, even if it was like kooky and like things didn't match, people were out of their comfort zone, wearing different fashion, wearing crazy makeup. Like it was much more expressive. And I liked that. You're saying now it's I've not? lived there in my head. Not <laughs> as much. I, feel, I mean, nowadays, for sure not. Everyone's literally trying to look like the same person. Like, well, wait, let me, Kardashian. I was going to say, Gabrielle, if you, knew, if you knew Sheldon beforehand, what, what was your reaction when he came out? Or did you, I'm assuming oh. you already knew probably. I mean, we she were. Was, she was so shocked. I was so shocked. <laughs> so shocked. First of all, I didn't know him like that. Well, we started actually becoming friends. I remember right before we went to Israel. That's when we started. Because we used to hang out do on Shabbos. Yeah, at Liara Arsa's house. house. That's how we started hanging out, and then and then I remember you already. I think you already were in Israel when you came out, or we. Were- uh, yeah, no. So because I came out like in my senior year. Okay. Um, like by shy. Okay. Oh, okay. Camp shy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And that's why. Yeah, I remember that. Um, like. I, yeah, I totally. Right. I don't know why everyone made a big deal about it. I was like, "Did you not know?" Because <laughs> you guys always went to Gamshai. Yeah, no, I meant about you coming out. I don't know why people oh, made a big deal about it because it was so people who used to call me gay my whole life, and then when I actually came out, they're like, "Whoa!" <gasps> like, well, so I think I think we I think we mentioned this when we spoke about it more in depth, but you also have to remember, like at that time, there was like no one really knew anyone who was gay open. You were gay for like you would be to be one of the first people to, to like say to like openly express this is who I am. This is just another female. another episode where you see how I'm always leading the trends. How do like, you feel? It's just another instance. Like everyone's just such a follower. It's like you guys like this was like my thing and you came <laughs> later on. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't surprising. I think, yeah. but we, yeah, then we hung out in Israel. That was fun. That's mm-hmm. when you were just started being openly gay. Like, figuring, right, exactly. Figuring, it was my first you know, year, like, out and about, out of Chicago, figuring so myself fun. out. Like, yeah. Totally. And you were in perfect place. That's when I started wearing makeup. I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, that was when I first started. Except for I used to wear a lot. Like, when I get pictures, I'm like, oh, geez. So we had similar I'm paths. Obviously, I'm not wearing any. Israel, New York. Makeup, anxiety. I keep on asking for that. Hold on, He's hold like, on. So I like, gotta say it. I gotta say it. I asked okay. Sheldon, you know, how do you guys know each other? Give me some background information here, you know, maybe some topics we can discuss. And he I starts, just woke he, sends up. Me, he sends me like a 35 second voice note <laughs> of him. I, about 20 seconds of it was saying, you know, like, um, and then the two things that you guys had so much in common was that you w- both went to makeup school and that you both have anxiety. <laughs> Well, like, here's the thing. We used to we, we used to discuss how we love doing makeup, but we it gave us crippling anxiety because we're both crippling anxiety. That's what. So we used to bond. We used to like we we felt like we were the only two that got each other. That we were like we love the right. art of it. We love our jobs, but we literally are 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 like crippled. Like like. Totally. Going higher and what? higher on the what? Like all the pressure of the job. There's so much of it. I feel like I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I feel like part of it also is like you know, if someone's a singer, for instance, it's like if they were. Imagine if they were like they had to sing for someone in a specific way each and every time, but it was different each and every time. So it wasn't just about what their ability is. It's about matching what that person envisions in their head. So it's like every time you're going to a job, it's not just about what you want to do. Like I loved the clients who were like, "Oh, you know, you do whatever stuff like that." Those are my favorite. It was also perfectionism. Like, like we don't, right. we, don't like, perfectionist. we don't like I'm making OCD. mistakes. We're OCD. I need everything to look like perfect. So like, and when you, you know, don't have enough be, time, like, you don't have enough time 
to, you can't take the time to perfect your craft. It messes up your craft. Like it was. It, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. Because I'm an all or nothing person. Yeah. Like I was like that in school. Like I'm either going to fly like with, you know, pass the flying colors on my tests or like, I just like, I was just going to fail. Like yeah. there was no like middle ground. And was I wonder no then about like, uh, like uh, FX artists, like makeup artists for like films and stuff, well, like the pressure they might like for like. The Walking Dead when you got to do makeup for like I don't know five. There's a show people. called The Face Off that was all about oh, yeah. that, like that. Where there That'd was be crazy. Show and it was really intense because they had really strict time limits and stuff like that. And it's really <laughs> hard when you're under such pressure and like when you're art working jobs. Like I remember I worked Fashion Week one time and then I was like I'm never doing this again. Like people would always ask me like Oh, are you gonna work out? I'm like No, you literally have like this much space. You have like no time. You have to like slap it on people. Like it, it, it's just people like, didn't it's, understand it's really much, like, that was hard too. People didn't understand. Like, this was your art. And we would also, we would always get so, we would talk about how offended <laughs> we would get because people would just be like, oh, you're just a makeup artist. And we're like, no. All the time. Like, like is that like is that like your only job? <laughs> or like, is that like a hobby? Yeah. And also <laughs> just like, we, like, like it could have been you. It could have been that person. It could have been that person. You just were available. And we're just like, oh, me? <laughs> like, no. Right? And it's like, like oh, maybe you should call that person back because <laughs> you would have came out looking like a clown. So... Yeah, no, so... I love it. It's like, oh, but can you give me, like, a discount if I bring, like, one other person? <laughs> Unless you're bringing me, like, someone really freaking famous, knowing how much. Like, why would I be giving you a discount? Is that a thing, though? With, will, will, will people do, like, free makeup things to get posted, like, on Instagram exposure, or Exposure! Like, until you get to a point where you realize that exposure doesn't pay your bills. And, say. unfortunately, you can't pay um, your brand with exposure. So then you're like, uh-huh. I don't think I've you ever been tell you're a landlord, I could expose you to, like... 400 followers if you let me slide this one. <laughs> okay, I have way more than 400 followers and I don't even post. Now everyone uh, has a blue check mark. Being a blue check mark yourself? Uh, right. Actually, like everyone's doing it and it's totally lost its whole purpose. And now the biggest Winter? companies are. Yeah. Just, you just pay for it now. Yeah. So now, but so many companies are no longer paying for it. The New York Times just lost theirs. Really? I mean, I think it makes sense because if you're not, if you're like an actual person, I feel like. That should be enough for you to get verified. What is the verification supposed to do? Right, but now anyone can verify. You could be a fake account. Right, you could be a fake account. You could just pay for it. Yeah. Right, but I'm missing who's you're paying the for a fake account. It's much yeah. less. It, but you're not verifying who you are as a person. You're just paying for the blue check mark now. It doesn't. It's not a verification anymore. It doesn't verify who you are. When did that happen? Are. All of a sudden, it just started like. When Elon Musk took over. He took over like my Twitter reach for work has no. gone down it's because not Instagram, just yeah. Twitter. No, it's, yeah, it's Twitter. We're talking about Inst- I'm talking about Instagram now. Has that you pay for it? What really? Everyone really? is being verified now. Yes. No way. It's really? Like also, yeah. like all the social commentaries are like making fun of it because they're like the ice cream shop. The ice cream shop with 400 followers uh, has the blue check mark now. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Google it. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. That's why I was being confused. Wow, and everyone gave Elon Musk such shit, now everybody's yeah, doing it. Yeah, it's like ten ninety nine a month Every or something. Everything these days is a fucking subscription. I like, know. And it's like, it's only $5.99. It's only ten ninety nine. It's only eleven ninety nine. Then you get your credit card bills, and you're like, bitch, I'm paying thousands of dollars in like eight ninety nine things, yep. but like, I have no idea why. Like, I just want to buy a fucking app without it being a subscription, and then when they do that now, they, they charge you an ex- like a crazy amount yeah. if you don't want to pay for the subscription model. Yeah. Yep. I actually have, that's why I use the, well, I use one of those apps. I forgot what it's called, where it has all your subscriptions so you can see what's going on and cancel stuff. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. You and it, like, if you guys fun. also want to sponsor us, we'll take that. 
I don't even know what it's called. I should probably. Well, know. it's not HelloFresh. Not Enroll Me. I forgot what it's called. I know exactly what it's called. No, Enroll Me was actually made by someone Are that we know. Oh. I might have deleted it, actually. I used Mint Mobile for a while. Oh, that's He just sold it for $1.3 billion. Do you know this person? Who? Um, Mint oh. Mobile? No, that's Ryan. Mint Mobile um, sold for Ryan Reynolds. But it's bought by One point. Um, yeah, it was bought by Intuit from Ryan Reynolds. Intuit. Ryan Reynolds was not the sole owner. He just had a stake in the company. Are you joking? He does the commercial. Um, he didn't start Mint Mobile. He didn't start it. He bought it. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He owns 25% in Mint Mobile. He will receive about $300 million from the deal. Oh, pennies. Oh, okay. He, also sold, the, he, he sold the Aviation Gin in 2020 for 610 million, but we don't know the stake in that. Like George Clooney started a tequila brand. I think they each put in like three, like three quarters of a, of a million. I think it was him and a buddy of his. They sold it for a billion dollars. It's not uh, Casamigos, which is wow. pretty big now. Although for the tequila connoisseurs, they 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 say it's pretty bad. Well, we got 1890 at work, and I never had that before. And I actually really like it. What is it? It's called 1890. I never heard of it. And then, of course, I got a commercial for it, like, what, shortly after what is it? it at work. Is it tequila? Yeah, but it doesn't even look like tequila. It's like a – it looks – I mean, they have a few different kinds, but, like, it looks like it's a whiskey. It's like a darker color, but it's actually it's really probably good. Not, it's probably not Blanco. It's like Anejo or uh, Reposado. Whatever. It gets the job done, okay? Right. So, yeah, like, it's, uh, it's okay. good. <laughs> this means, like, uh, Blanco is literally – it means as Blanc, like, white. White. So it's clear. And then the other ones are darker. They're usually either smoky or a little bit stronger. I feel I like so, oh my god, it sounds like you're about makeup now. Uncultured right now. <laughs> I'm a pretty uh, pretty cultured man, if I may say. You know? <laughs> Living in New Jersey. <laughs> Living in New Not Jersey. In makeup. I actually asked you to put makeup on me once for this to try it out. I think you. I know, and then I told you out. that unfortunately it's not a magic wand and it's not a scalpel, so there's only so much I could do. <gasps> you told us that. <laughs> Oh actually, God. no, I didn't. But Akiva, I did actually do your um, makeup on you once, but it wasn't like make a makeup. I covered up your little beauty mark. It was like an air duster or whatever that thing's called. Oh, airbrush. airbrush. Right, an air duster is. And uh, everyone wants that. I'm like, I want like an airbrush. And do you remember how we used to always like, we're like, no, don't do the airbrush. First of all, also every every single like job, it's like you're packing up all the stuff that you're going to need. So it's not like you're always having a thing ready. You have to decide what you need for that job. Yes. Then you're schlepping it all the way there. Then you're unpacking it. Then you're setting it up. You're entertaining you as you're doing this. It. You have right. First of all, then you have to clean all your brushes in between each person. Then you have to clean all your stuff. Then you have to put it back away. Then you go home and then you have to clean all those brushes like. It is it's draining, and also on top of that, you have to be very on and so personable and all that. You're running your own business; it's like emotionally and physically exhausting. I know. Like I literally leave jobs like dead. I know. I remember. Dead. I remember. And also the airbrush too. That's another thing with the OCD because we the airbrush. If a little piece of makeup gets stuck in it, you're done for. So when that's we, it. We used to not like when I would bring my airbrush, I'd be like. Please, please make sure totally, I cleaned it properly. Totally. And like, if there was a little, I, I little bought piece another of... gun because I was too scared. Yeah. Like, if it ever happened to me, another like, gun. Any... Oh, an airbrush gun. An airbrush gun. Yeah. Well, yeah. You brought another what, gun. What am I, what am I a freaking preschooler in America? <gasps> oh my god! Um, Shelton, you did not. <laughs> shout out, uh, you know, Amendment Two, Ochre. Um, and I live in Israel. How many guns are going off here? I'm just saying. That's because people are not are, will get taken. I mean, if when people tr- shoot anyone here, they get dropped in like ten seconds, less. 
by you or by here? In Israel. In Israel. By here. Yeah, 100%. Like, when that guy in Tel Aviv, like, a, uh, you know, a couple months ago did have a gun shot people, like, there are people on the streets who do carry guns, and they were able to, you know, immediately yeah, kill those guys them. are eliminated almost instantaneously. It was like that. There was, a shooting, in the, there was a shooting in a church in Texas. The guy in the security guard in the back, it took him literally five seconds from the time the guy pulled out his gun for him to pull out his gun, shoot him in the head, and just drop that guy immediately. Right. And then people are saying, well, like, those are the kinds of things you see you need to have protection. Right. And I get that. Except for, like, if these people also didn't have access to guns, then you wouldn't need that. So it's like, it's kind of like... Lose, lose. But that was interesting because I, I was thinking about that before with with makeup industries. That aside from doing everything, like, aside from the actual work you have to do, you also got to be interacting and socializing yes. with people. Right. And also... Time. As, like, social media progressed and Facetune came out and the Kardashians were big, like, people's perception, like, you know, they always used to say when we were younger, like, in magazines, like, girls would look at these models' magazines and it's all Photoshop, so it's unrealistic. Nowadays, everybody's unrealistic in Photoshop and all this stuff. And you, so, like, let's say, like, I would have clients who would come in and they have, like, very heavy acne or, like, you know, really bad texture. And, like, you could do their makeup. And you can make it look good, and you can cover up all that. But at the end of the day, texture is texture. You cannot take that away. If you have raised bumps, you have raised bumps. They could be covered, but you have raised bumps. So what if you just, like, take on a ton of makeup? Doesn't matter. Texture. But but texture is texture, meaning if you have things that are raised off your skin, you could cake a lot on it. When you're under perfect lighting and you're not standing like this, like, everyone would always get so close, like, to see their makeup, like, it's like artwork. You're supposed to take a step back and look at it. Right. When say you're that. under right, proper lighting, yeah, when you're under proper lighting, you know, that's why everyone loves the ring lights and all this stuff nowadays. When you're under the proper lighting and the light reflects off your makeup, it can look amazing. When you have those really close shots, when you're not in great lighting, it's not, it, you're going to see it. Or people be like, but I see the makeup under my eyes. Yeah, because you have makeup under your eyes, bitch. Did you want to look like you haven't slept for 40 years like you did beforehand? Because I could put less on. <laughs> we used to always talk about that. That was hard also. <laughs> It's just like expectations. Number one in customer But also it stopped becoming, I felt like it also stopped becoming about the makeup and it was all about like now. The Kardashian. Well, no, I'm saying like nowadays if you're a makeup artist and you want to get a, a, you know, a, a huge clientele, you have to, you know, make reels, you have to be on TikTok and like. Right. That wasn't my thing. I would like have a mental breakdown. Like I can't keep up. Literally, with I, I hate that. It was that. about the art for us. It was about the art. And I, it was like, and I, like, I, like my whole thing, like when I was in makeup school in 2012, yeah. like eventually, like I really wanted to come up with my own Instagram makeup line eventually and work with out, chemists. Like when we started. Exactly. Yeah. And like people were still using the actual filters, like Valencia yeah. and all that shit. And like nowadays it's like every other celebrity is just dropping a makeup line or a skincare line or this line or that. Yeah. Line. It's exactly like with the fragrance world when Jennifer Lopez was the first celebrity who dropped a celebrity fragrance yeah, and it exploded and she made millions of yeah. dollars and then every single person hopped on board. Yeah, There was fragrances from every celebrity. Paris Hilton's like 20 something. Britney Spears had a bazillion. Like now they all have them. Yeah. And now make the makeup industry. Yeah. But now also I feel like just even just on the lower scales of make the freelance makeup artists, like we talked about how the time constraints, I don't have time to film a TikTok while I'm doing my right. lines. Like it was, it's really stressful. And like, it's also, that's why a lot of, um, that's why a lot of like artists, like painters in general 
a lot of people I know are super talented, but yeah. they just don't have time or like the know-how to be making TikTok. social skills. So they gotta find, right. Social so they skills. find a broker. Like, like, right. Right. No, but no, but like, I, I'm guilty. Like I say, like, I feel like, like I'm very extroverted. Like, you know, even when I'm talking to you guys, like I can be very in myself. But when I'm like around people that I like don't know, or if I'm in a room and I don't know anybody there and it's just me like an event, I feel extremely awkward. Like I'm not like standing in the corner awkwardly like this, but I'm yeah. very in my own body. And like yeah. oftentimes like people used to always say that like I would become friends with later on. Like, oh my God, like the first time I saw you, I thought you were like a total bitch. Oh, people said that about like me I say, all the time. I'm, like really bad at RBF. I know, right? <laughs> and it's like, well, you were right. And what's, what are you going to follow that up with? What's RBF? Really, be, like, bad, really bad face? Resting. Resting bitch face. How are we related? I'm you don't Okay, good because uh, my God. Dude, I know who I love it. it is. I don't recall the film. Do oh my you, God, a lot of like messages me. He doesn't even know Pocahontas. Do you I'm, like, know hey, Thank I you. wasn't allowed to watch that when I was like a child because my parents really? 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 because my parents were like really from because <laughs> she wasn't dressed modestly. <laughs> well, we literally we and, talk about it all the time now. We talk about it all the time. Right, it's so funny. Right, I'm saying oh, growing up, come. I feel like like we didn't grow up like crazy religious, but we definitely grew up. Like, we didn't, I wouldn't even say like more religious, but like, I guess in the religious community's eyes, more religious because you play that were, part. We grew up like that. We grew up, we grew up from like, not with Pocahontas, but yeah, I mean, like our you sister, Shisha like, always claimed like we grew up so religious. You did Like though. you just don't even remember. <laughs> we did, but we weren't like, oh my God, like it's not like we went to like crazy schools. I know it's so hard to explain like to people. It's really hard to explain to people because it's very Unless hard you to know also it, get to you can't know it. the school we went to versus what we grew up with at, we at home, home, which at home was, you, thought, you guys all went to uh, RE Crown? No. No. They switched to yeah, RE Crown later. Did you even switch in when Dina switched in? I did not. I went to. Where'd uh, you go, Bishyaku? I did. I did. No way. I did. I mean, I was supposed to go. They wouldn't accept me. I'm like, what the hell? Bishyaku will You don't like my Burberry? <laughs> Literally. Hello. Yeah. I could do make it better than all you bitches up in here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's very different. We're gonna be a lot of wear makeup in uh, Basiaco. <laughs> well, and I have I know people that are in schools in New York, and they literally the teacher would like go up <gasps> and wipe their eyes to see if anything comes off. That is abusive. So messed up. Sorry, yeah. that is really messed yeah. up. That's super messed up. But yeah, it's just, that seems a little intense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so- well, also, unfortunately, in a lot of these like ultra religious worlds. It's very like the girl has to do this and the girl can't dress like that and the girl can't wear that makeup and the girl can't because she's going to make the guys be turned on. It's like, or how about the guys learn to keep it in their pants? There's so much more. And then yeah. you wouldn't have to blame the girls. Yeah. We can, we talk about this all the time. Just the. It's yeah. so messed up. I mean, yeah. We'll I get mean, into it. We could get into it a different told, time, but we could, this, we could go on for hours about this. Literally. But like, that is like, it's something that drives me nuts. It's always like, okay, how about we don't just blame everyone else and just be right. like, okay, maybe I'm a horn dog. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> even in like the more, in the more like religious circles, the goal is not to walk around the street with your head down. It's to be able to just walk around normally and just right. not And it's bad for your posture, terrible. you guys. Right. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it also, yeah, there's a lot more to it. I mean, I do feel bad for, for the girls who do have to grow up in those societies because they, they don't feel they they don't feel as a part of society. They it's and society in general already like you know now we're getting they're, better they're with like women inequality. But in general, not yeah, women were already second class. So then when you're in yeah. that world, it's like it's you're very, fourth class. You like drop two tears. Yeah, it's very it's very sad to to hear about it. 
And, like, growing up, like, all these kinds of things, like, seemed so normal. And, like, you know, I didn't know anything else. So, like, I, like, it was just, like, yeah. It's because we, and then we when grew up with a healthy that, home. That's why. <laughs> thank God. That's yeah. the thing is, like, we have really, you know, understanding parents. Or even, like, Akiva and I. Like, I always say, like, people are like, oh, my God, it's so good you're doing, like, a podcast. Like, who is that guy? And, like, who my brother. Like, really? <laughs> right. Like, I always say, like, Akiva and I were, like, walked down the street. And people are, like, staring at us. Like, is he doing Kirov on him? Like, is he trying to convert him to religiosity? Or, like, are they, like, some weird gay couple? Like, what is the or is he, Yeah, or is he converting me to, to the gay side? And it's like, no, I know I'm dropped out gorgeous. And he's Akiva. But we're actually <laughs> brothers. <laughs> On fire no, today. I, I think that's great. Like, my family is extremely close and we're super diverse. It's, I think we just, right. thank God, grew up in a healthy, that's understanding thing, right. home. We're all very different. Yeah. Like, even Akiva, Akiva, like, people would look at you and just assume immediately that you're one specific thing and you're not at all. Like, people just assume because you dress in a certain way or you wear, you know, a certain yarmulke, like, you are like a Haredi Jew or you're, you know, someone like that. It's like, right. No, there's a lot more to you. There's a lot more to people. Like we're all multifaceted. Right. When I, you know, God. when I had um, our interviews here to get to, for our children to get into school, which we were told by everyone else was uh, going to be super difficult, and it's one of the most difficult places to get your kids into school here. Um, I, I, it was really more my wife who said this at the meeting, but like, because um, with certain schools, not the schools that we went to, um, they want to interview you. They have a guy that speaks to you about t- like technology in your home and filters and stuff like that. And I told the principal, and I think it was him, and I think it was her, for the girls' school my daughter's going to. My my wife said, "Listen, like we didn't, move, we're not like we ch- we both didn't grow up like this. We both grew up modern Orthodox. We went to co-ed schools. We live here and want to send our kids here because we made we made this decision. Right, for you made the decision exactly. We're totally. not trying to like put on a show for how we want you to think we are, so we can get our kids in a school." We're just authentic. This is how I am. This is how I look. You know, no one on my block, I guess, looks like me externally. I'm the only one that wear, will wear, like, usually one of the only ones that will wear, like, colored shirts or not black pants. Ooh, or, you know, go crazy okay. like that. But it's, uh, <laughs> like, it's, that's one of my biggest struggles over the last, well, I, I wouldn't say struggles as much as it's changed over the last two years is, like, I understand I conform to certain things because I don't want to stand out too much because that's just how I am. But at the same time, I've been able to find a lot of my own personal expression with things and not letting everyone else force me into a hundred percent. But like, that's, that's a lot of the thing. It's not like you, like you just said, like how you don't, you conform to certain things because you don't want to whatever. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that these communities that we've grown up in stuff, they force you to conform to those things. Cause if you don't, then you're an outsider or you're a lost case or stuff like that. So you, the conforming is everything you're supposed to do. Like, I feel like <clears throat> most of my life, that's what I always did. I tried. Right. Speaking of the glass closet, <laughs> like, I always tried to like conform just a certain way, do the things you're supposed to do, all this stuff. Like, and then, and then, like, it's hard because you want to be as authentic as possible, but yet you're forced into these kinds of situations. And it's like, it stinks because you don't like, really Gabriella, have a choice. did you make it through Basiak over the entire, like, through through high school? No, I, I did. Um... <laughs> I went to <laughs> I went to Hannah Sachs. No, 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 I did it. I went to Hannah Sachs. Um, and then... but I did early. No, I did early admission, so I didn't graduate from there. Um, so no, I didn't take the the straight path. But um, yeah. I didn't take the straight path either. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then then I went to Israel. So I got a year of college before I went to Israel. So speaking of conformity, Hannah Sachs. Yeah, I know, right? No, it was it was yeah. It's, Again, we could talk about this. We talk about this. Me and Sheldon talk about this like daily. Oh, I have these conversations. All right, I just had two of my closest friends over for 
for for Shabbos, and they're not religious, and we speak about these types of things a lot. And they and they love like coming here and and you know and spending Shabbos or, or some of the holidays here. But we speak about that a lot. Like there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues in the in the way we've developed our communities, and I think a lot of it is yeah, like generational trauma being the children. Yeah, keep a go to the mic. Oh, sorry. Being like the uh, like the children and grandchildren of survivors, I feel like the people that came out of the war religious are still like very I don't know how. very religious. I think they I don't know. so because they however they did maintain their their faith, um, we closed ourselves off so much from everyone else out of fear of something like that happening on exactly. a spiritual level or a physical level again. And so over the years of just bu- bubbling ourselves in. It's developed into this very um, us, us or them type of world. Right. And I think we're only just really, I feel like a lot of people are only just realizing that now. Right. Which is good. I think we're, this is the generation of healing. I think you're seeing a lot of that now with people seeing therapists and talking about therapy openly. There's ads. I mean, I've been seeing therapists for like my whole life. I see ads on, I, I see ads on my Facebook all the time. I don't know if it's trying to tell me something that I should, you know, of these like therapy. Yeah. Things you can do. Yeah, all my things I'm scrolling down. It's like Passages passage Malibu, like rehab center. Scrolling down more. Like every, it's a new rehab center. It's like, do you have an addiction? Do you need to talk to someone? Right. And then it's like really high end shopping. It's like, bitch, I don't have an addiction at this point in my life. It's second of all. Point in my life. Uh, yeah, second of all, I cannot afford these shopping ads they're sending me. Like this new company, Farfetch. Like I oh. send you those like ugly Nike sneakers yes. with like, look like a plant. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, some of the shit is so cool. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I have friends that, that bought some stuff from Farfetch. That's so, so funny. Cool. Yeah, no, but I think it's yeah. sad when people do feel like uh, not, in- I think that was part that was like, I was actually thinking about it the other day. Like a big struggle was feeling like you're not in control of your life and the religion is controlling your life, which I think you, if you switch the narrative, it's it really helps to, well, not even the narrative, just to kind of find right. what's comfortable for you instead of, instead of doing things that are out, way outside your comfort zone and feeling and like you're understanding the difference and, and the differences between like the, the religion in and of itself and also the communities that we grew up in, totally. which presented certain things totally. in a certain way, right. where it's That's like that they, they weren't exactly like, yeah. it wasn't from the religion that was causing a lot of these constrictions. It was the community and, I think and it's sad. their interpretation. They're not in control. I mean, I'm not speaking for everyone, but just, you know, Right. Lot, and, and people are unhappy too. I hear it from, I mean, I have coworkers who, who are, you know, still in the heavy into the community and, and they say how they're like terrified to send their kids to these schools because of what they've become. And they're like, right. you know, they're, they're terrified and it's sad. I have the same feeling being here, but I feel like. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask. Are you now scared? it's like, I feel like at the end of the day, like you said before, we were raised in healthy homes, and as long as you have a healthy home and you raise your kids right, but it doesn't matter where they go to school. I mean, yes and no. I, I mean, would yeah, say. Right, no, yeah, like, no. Yeah, yes, throw no, back no. to middle school, Akiva, okay, and we went. No, so I'm just saying, that. Like, yeah, there was a lot of healing <laughs> right. that had to come from it because, like, right. feeling also like you don't fit in. Like, right. I remember being in elementary school, and I would talk about movies. And people were like, I remember getting like feedback how some people didn't like me because I talked about movies and, and that was like not a taboo thing. Which secretly means they just want to come over to your house to watch A thousand percent. No, but it was just really sad. Like I felt like an outcast and it was like, I wasn't right. doing anything yeah. wrong. I just wasn't doing it like you. So that was something I always, I like promised myself. I was like, my kids will never feel other. They will like, I want to be somewhere that, you know, 
They could feel like they fit well, there in no matter. Passage, there's that passage in the Torah slash Bible that says, thou shall not watch television. Oh, wow. Like, so. <laughs> thou shall not, not ingest movies. <laughs> exactly. I was like waiting for the real... Uh... Right. No, it's funny because when I was in, when I went to camp, I went to like a, I'd say it's, it was a modern Orthodox camp, uh, Manovu, I don't even think it's open anymore. Um, I was extremely outcasted at that really? time. I only had like two friends because, um, unless you had like Abercrombie or Hollister clothes, Tell you were uh, literally him. a peasant. peasant. Right, mind you, <laughs> nowadays, if you had Abercrombie or Hollister clothes, you would have no friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> How funny how times have totally changed. It was really sad. I remember asking mom to like get me. She never wanted to buy me Hauser clothes because she's like, it's just unnecessary and expensive. And I had to ask her. This reminds me of that Bella Hadid video where she's in a Vogue cover and going through pictures and she was looking at her first pair of Louboutins. I was so sad. I never got Louboutin. Right. She never got her Louboutins until she was like 18. She never had it And it was a really hard time in her life. Dead serious. Dead serious. It was the best video I've ever seen. I'm like, and this is America. Yes. But we still love you, HelloFresh. <laughs> I think the, well, yeah. The, also, another important thing to remember is there always, there is, there, there's always good people. I had a hard time with something when I was in Chicago this past week that really messed up my, uh, my, my day. Wow. I'm not going to get into that, but I went to a wedding later, that's, which is what I was there for. And like, I was talking to someone and like, I remembered like, it's, it's, you're always going to, you're always going to hear and see the bad things because that's what is projected. But there are, there are a lot of good people out there, you know, and there's always like that. Right. I feel like in all these schools, even like in the difficult ones, there's always that one or two te- or two teachers that like, you know, cared about you. Like I know when I was in school, I had a terrible time, but I had like one rabbi I could remember who like, no matter what I did, he just cared about me. He showed me love. He, I mean, he sadly, I did have that too until I found out he was a complete I, I mess. knew this was coming. I knew this was coming, Sheldon. Yeah, let's not get into the no, details. Let's not get into the details. I will say that it's related to what happened when I was in Chicago. Um, well, but we'll discuss this post-podcast. Okay. No, I was going to say, I found um, it was PP. much... PP. <laughs> it was much easier <laughs> to see the good once I took a step back, I think. That's right. much easier. Because I'm saying I still... My kids go to Jewish school. It's not like I'm traumatized from from That's Judaism. That's the thing is because of our families, we didn't have that animosity or hatred. Totally, because we were able to see a better view, and because of the support right. from our families, and I still have a ton we of friends in the community. And I and I, yeah. you know, there's also I think that it's also a good test of respect. You know, the, it shows respect of people too. So those I, I find those people to be most genuine. If you're able to still have them in your life, then yeah. It's, right. you know, you weed out the disgenuine ones and I, yeah, but the fake ass bitches, the fake body. ass bitches. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're not talking about Peterson Park. <laughs> oh my God. I can have, yeah. yeah. That's just kidding. They must let's, not go, let's not go there. Cause I can go on for days about Peterson See, Park. I can There's... I would love to hear it from you guys. I go on about Lincolnwood as well. I know. Yeah, but I will I reiterate. Just so no one get there are good people everywhere. Of course, you know, there are. You just have to really like seek them with a magnifying glass, a telescope, right? Craigslist right. uh, ad, whatever you could do. Right. Yeah, but I. And on that Givaldic note, yeah, we guys, call it here. I think it's so much yes. fun. Thanks for yeah, having me. 
Thank you so much for coming on, Gabriella. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that the two of us have not had like panic attacks like, you know, throughout the episode. We made it out alive. You mean my IV is Xanax? You wasn't showing? Right? Oh my god. Oh my god, we have mansion ones? So cute. Reminiscing about makeup and anxiety attacks. Makeup and anxiety. So like, what do you have in common? Uh, makeup and anxiety. That's pretty much makeup, anxiety. Uh, yeah, we pretty much covered it. Yeah, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we did it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that's that's how we became so close. <laughs> We're so cute. Right? We are. <laughs> well, it's been real. Thank you so it has much. Been real. And Thanks, for everyone guys. else, tune into the next episode and leave it your comments and everything and, in like and this section below. Let's wish everyone a oh, healthy and happy Yuntif or Passover. A Yuntif. Have, have a good Valdica Passover. No, I will just say very, very briefly, Passover on a Kabbalistic level is about our speech and the way that we talk. A lot of it is centered around talk. That's why the commandment of, of Passover is to say over the story and eat matzah using our mouths because we have to work and be careful about it. What we say to people, how we treat them, and things like that. And I have two things to add to that. First thing is, let me tell you, because my middle name is Moshe, when we were leaving Egypt, we were not rolling holes into matzah, making sure 18 minutes was okay, and like all that jazz. The bitches were eating lafa. How did we get screwed? Not quite sure. Why did the Yemeni do it right with Ashkenaz Joan? Not quite sure. Second of all, my favorite Pesach song, because it really brings me into that mode to understand what we went through in Egypt as slaves, is I'm a Slave for You by Britney Spears, because... It really, you remember what it was like in Egypt and how we escaped. And honestly, exactly. if I did live in those days, I probably would have had an affair with the Pharaoh and probably would have just become like the leader of the Jews. But whatever. Just right. saying. <laughs> on that note, you're and right. on that note. I feel, I, I feel uplifted. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Thank you. You're welcome. More to we'll come. back uh, post, post hug. Post hug. All right. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. See you later.